0: Hey guys, um, welcome back. So I literally just recorded an episode. Well, no, I got into four minutes of it and I was like, no, I like, I don't know, it just wasn't flowing kind of right. And I just kind of wanted to say that um, to show that, you know, not everything's perfect. You know, sometimes I might do a podcast idea and I might write down and in the moment when I go to sit down to record it, I just don't like it or I just don't think it's I just, I just don't, like don't want to record it because I just don't think it makes sense and, you know, that's also okay. But yeah, so, first, before I forget, because I know I'm going to rush for time at the end, I have made some accounts for my podcast, so, you know, there's other ways to connect. So, I have made an Instagram and I've also made a Twitter or X because now it's been changed to X, which really stressed me out, but obviously I'm pretty sure people are just going to memorize it as Twitter. So for Instagram, it's Life As Sash Knows It. And on Twitter, it's Life As Sash Pod. So don't, you know, don't be afraid. Give it a follow. Um, on there, I will post the weekly episode to let you know when it's out. Um, and also give, like, a little description. That's a little bit different to the one on the Spotify Um, And yeah, so just keep tuned on there. If you're ever wondering if there's an episode out, just check those social media pages and you'll know if it's out or not or when it will be out. Right, so let's get started. So today's episode, I know it's not going to resonate with everyone, but I do definitely would say stick around because, you know, I do think it's always important to kind of learn about other people's experiences, uh, especially when you probably yourself won't experience them. So this episode is... Um, growing up as a woman of colour and obviously not every woman is going to experience that but you know it's always nice to get a bit of an insight into other people's lives other people's experiences things like that and I probably I would preferably say that my experience was quite different and um, I'm not going to give too much away so I'm just going to get into it. So for me um, I so growing up I was fine when I was little in primary school you know whatever I had one other black friend, I think. Uh, but again, that didn't matter to me. Like when little again, I mean, even when I got older, I never was like, oh, that's my white friend, that's my Indian friend. Like I never really looked at race because there's no need to, there's absolutely no need to. Um, So just for a bit of context, I am Jamaican and Indian. So I'm Jamaican, I was meant to say Caribbean, I don't know why I said, so I'm Jamaican, Trinidadian and Indian um so that's my mix just to kind of give context um because it is important so I would say that growing up being a black woman it affected me a lot more in secondary school and it affected me in the sense of my friendships because I don't really know why this was really a thing I, I think it still is kind of a thing but it's kind of loosened a little bit but it it still happens because my little sister's in secondary school and she literally tells me about this but the the friendship groups were based on ethnicity and race so you would have the black people like the black girls and then the black boys and the white boys and the white girls and then you know the indian boys and the indian girls and vice versa you know you get the gist and i never really understood why but i again i never also looked at this so when i was in year seven I was, as far as I'm aware, like that's how I remember it, you know, I was the only Caribbean girl in my entire year group. Um, all the other people um were from an African heritage. Again, that is no issue. Like I didn't even think about it. The only reason I think I I thought about this more was because of what affected me. So because I was only Caribbean girl, surprisingly and weirdly to me, I don't know why, but I just didn't fit in with the other black girls. And and, and it's only now that I understand, which I'll obviously get to, but I just, I didn't get it. I, you know, you know they'd come up to me and they'd compliment my hair and they'd compliment my eyelashes, but they would never want to talk to me. They wouldn't want to be my friend. They didn't care. Like when I tried to talk to them, I, I generally felt anxious because I was like, I just like, i felt that they were judging me and they may not have been and not every girl was like that i'm not saying that at all i just know that some of the girls specifically they just didn't want to talk to me and i didn't really get it and you know i was young i was like it is what it is whatever you know and so i tended to hang around a lot of white people which again wasn't a problem to me wasn't even a thought right and so i spent and i think so i had I would like mix in with like the white people and the Indian people you know which again was just fine and you know I never like when I was hanging out with my friends I wasn't thinking oh well that's my white friend or oh that's my Indian friend like I was like oh that's my friend you know um and maybe other people didn't do that either but I especially noticed the different groups and everything being quite segregated which I thought okay was a bit odd and I guess as we got further down the line in the years it started to loosen a bit but I felt like the black girls always kept like a tight neck group and they I wasn't a part of that which again is okay at the end of the day they might have not just they might have just not liked me well that's what I thought anyway until I was uh it must have been I would like to say late year nine early year 10, um, I was told that Caribbeans weren't real black people, like I'd heard this from one of the girls in my secondary, and I came home and I was really upset, and I was like, what do you mean, like, how am I any different from you, like, yeah, I'm not from an African heritage, and, you know, I'm Caribbean, but that doesn't, like, the colour of my skin is black, like i am like caribbeans are just as black as anybody else and i didn't even fight this point i think i just fought this point in my own head but it made me feel super insecure like a lot and i was just like really sad i was just like i don't get it though i was like what because obviously like how am i meant to control that i can't like i was born caribbean my dad's jamaican my mum is from trinidad and half indian so like am going to go around lying about where i'm from to be accepted like i i love my caribbean culture like i absolutely adore it love the music love the food like i wouldn't change it for a thing but i don't understand why that stopped me from being a and you can't see me doing this but i'm doing like the air quotes like black girl anyway um so yeah and i guess for me i also didn't typically act like a black girl either and that's and I'm just going off of the negative stereotype I'm not saying that but even then I've been told that I'm whitewashed and I'm okay with that it probably makes a lot of sense because I've only really hung around like white people in my lifetime (laughs) like I never really had any black friends so you know and I think like so many times I've literally been like I think people get shocked and people say oh they were like oh, like they they would question my voice because they'd think I'm white. And then they'd see me but oh, they were like, oh, I didn't think you were black. And I just went, okay, like my voice doesn't mean anything. Like just because my voice isn't like, like there shouldn't be a a specific way a black girl sounds, which is, is silly to me because it's like, why, you know, why is this? Why is there the stereotypical black girl? But because there was that stereotypical black girl and I did not fit that, like, you know, that kind of person, I was kind of pushed away and it sucked, you know? And I was brought up quite differently. Um, I was mostly brought up by my mum. And, you know, I would go to my dad's occasionally. I'd go to my dad's like, it was every two weeks, but as I got older, it stopped. Because you know I got older, you know I was like, oh, I want to hang out with my friends, things like that. Um, but yeah, so I didn't act like you know the typical black girl or like them per se, and you know they just kind of ignored me. So you know, like I said, I hung out with other groups and and stuff like that, and to me, I never really knew why kind of the color of your skin would would determine who you do and don't hang out with. Um, and yeah, so I just felt super super isolated like it it wasn't nice I I used to get really upset and and like even though that like and maybe this isn't linked but I f- did feel like a lot of the black boys weren't interested in me either because they were like oh well you know she she doesn't even hang around with us like and I used to get like I feel like people used to definitely judge me for it and you know what maybe they didn't like in the last episode, I said about how you know, as humans, we always tend to think that we are the main character, and it may turns out to be that everyone is actually the main character of their own story, and they're not even thinking twice about you, but I definitely feel like secondary school, everybody was very judgmental, everybody loved giving their opinion and you know loved just saying how it was, and it was hurtful um still to this day, most of my friends are white, and you know what I'm okay with that but when I was younger I think because I used to hear it a lot like I think that there was a time that some of my family members actually thought I didn't like being black and I was so confused I was like why would me hanging around with people who aren't the same colour as me make me you know make me seem like I don't like the colour of my skin, but, so, my hair is curly, it's actually quite like a, a short curly bob at the minute, which is annoying, I want it to grow longer, but it's mostly because when I was younger, because I wasn't hanging around with, you know, people of my colour, I was hanging around with white people and they all had long straight hair and I guess when you're younger you hate being different, you hate standing out, you don't want to, you want to look like all the other girls which is what I would say and I used to straighten my hair, trust me, when <laughs> when I straightened my hair it looked absolutely terrible, like it was always so frizzy because of the humidity and the wind and obviously my curls were like trying to come out but I would literally straighten and straighten and straighten them and I remember... When I was younger my hair was actually quite big and curly and I regret doing this now my mum even said that she regrets even letting me do this but we relaxed my hair so it wouldn't be as good it wouldn't be as big it'd be a bit more tamed I guess you would say um and I regret doing this so much now because as I've gotten older like and it's the saddest part is it's gotten more as I've been at uni and I've just learned to love my hair um, I adore my curls. I think they're absolutely gorgeous. They what make me different. They want me to stand out. They what they what? Oh my goodness! They are what make me unique, right? And but when I was little, I didn't want to be unique. I didn't want to stand out. I didn't want to be, you know, the person. It was like oh, like I just wanted to be the girl that looked like every other girl with the hair, the makeup, the straight hair, all of that. So I used to straighten my hair like practically every week and it used to be absolutely fried like I killed my curls to the point where the curl pattern was absolutely terrible and for those of you who don't know when I say curl pattern so everybody has different kind of curls you can have like really coily curls you know long kind of curls but because I'm also Indian my curls hang down um but because I'm Jamaican they're curly and a bit afro at times um so when I used to straighten all the time it used to be that it didn't have that nice curl it used to like be straight and crinkly and it, it was absolutely horrible um and I used to hate it I used to like try and get my curls back and it just wasn't doing it because obviously I was straight I was washing my hair and then just to straighten it again and yeah I think that that definitely had an impact on me and that's probably why my family and thought oh she doesn't like it but then it also I would say that It also didn't help that I was brought up in a predominantly white area as well. I think only as of recent years it's kind of become more diverse with different cultures which has been absolutely amazing. I know I used to go to um, the, I wouldn't call it a festival, I remember um, my Indian friend, um, they used to go into our town and it used to be that there was, was a celebration of a god and I used to go and celebrate with them and there'd be lovely music and amazing food and like things like that. Like I definitely feel like our uh, kind of, my town that I live in has become so much more diverse. But I felt like when I was younger or maybe I just didn't know it. I'm pretty sure the festival was still going on when I was younger, but still like I didn't really feel, I felt like that was it, it was that event and that was kind of it. And obviously that wasn't wholly my culture um, because I guess in my family, we more, celebrate our Caribbean roots in Indian. And that's not because we don't like it. Um, It's literally just because um, the person who kind of gave us that culture in my family passed um, before, way way before I was born. So the person who would have opened me up to that kind of side wasn't there. So we all just kind of naturally inherited our Caribbean side more. Which is a shame because I would have liked to explore my Indian side a little bit more and you know who's to say I can't now but anyway going back to it I think growing up as a woman of colour has been so hard because I didn't fit the norms and I actually saw this TikTok actually um and it's by a girl oh let me not accidentally play a sound so it's by a girl and her name is let me find it real quick um oh my goodness, I save too many TikToks, okay, so her name is, uh, (laughs) Sexy Rich Libra, and it's Bay, and she does 21 makeup and lifestyle, and she did a video, and it was like, here's to being unapologetically ourselves, all 2023, hashtag chit chat, get ready with me, hashtag get ready with me makeup, hashtag story time makeup, hashtag makeup routine, and basically, it, on it she put the whitewashed black girl and let me actually play a bit for you let me black girls, but just women of color in general as whitewashed because literally my whole entire life i've been told i act like a white girl i talk like a white girl i dress like a white girl my taste in music is so white as a method of like insulting me that nah, shit okay i'm not gonna play all of it because Um, I don't know if I'm allowed, (laughs) I mean, I don't want to play the whole thing, but yeah, so she was basically touching on this, and it was the first time I felt heard, and I was like, no one talks about this, no one talks about the, the, the whitewash, and I say this in the air quotes, the whitewashed black girl, the black girl that doesn't fit society's standards of being a typical black girl, so therefore she's whitewashed, you know, Um, And the girl also touches upon the fact that she actually has a white boyfriend, but just because she has a white boyfriend, that doesn't make her any less black. Just because she hangs around with white people doesn't make her any less black, you know? Everyone is different. And at the end of the day, like, why should we all have to conform to these stereotypes? Do you know what? I think now I'm older and I'm happy, but that I can accept that I love being different. I love being interesting and having my, all my little, like, things about me. Like, I've said in previous episodes, love plants, love Shrek. My fav- one of my favourite squashes is, and for people who don't actually like just juice that you add water to, um, it's orange and pineapple, Robertson squash. Love it. Um, You know, I love to say I love reading, but I can never actually sit and read books because I feel like I'm always working all the time, which is my own fault, because I can never sit and relax anymore. <laughs> But there's little things about me that I love. And even the music I listen to isn't particularly what black people listen to. Like I do listen to reggae. I do listen to Afro beats and stuff like that because I enjoy it. But I also listen to Olivia Rodrigo, who is amazing. I love her new song, Vampire. But who's to say that just because she's white doesn't mean I, it's, it's not a black person's song. I love listening to, I mean, Steve Basie's not really, he is black, but who's a white person couldn't listen to Steve Lacey, do you know what I mean? And they not be a typical white person. Like, I just feel like just because, I just feel like you you can't like attach things to race in the sense of voice, in the sense of, you know, the voice, the way someone talks, the way somebody acts, you know? because it's like, I'm so proud to be black. I love the color of my skin. I think for the first time this year, I actually wanted to tan to get darker. And and you're probably thinking, okay, Sasha, people tan all the time. But that, to me, that was such a big thing because I would, so I, when the sun came out, I would put on sunscreen. I didn't want to get darker. I used to hate when I tanned, absolutely despised when I would get a tan because I didn't want to be any darker. And that's not even because I didn't like being black. I just didn't want to be darker than I really was. Um, but now I absolutely, I love my melon. I think because I got ill, I became a lot paler because my body wasn't getting its nutrients. It wasn't getting its energy. It wasn't getting the things it needed. So my skin kind of was like lacking that kind of nice melanin glow. I love the word melanin. I don't know why it's such a nice word, but like I wasn't getting that lovely glow of my skin. Now I have that and I'm like, oh, I wanna tan. I wanna, and, and I embrace it so much more because just because I don't hang around black people, just because I don't talk like a black person, just because I don't sound like a black person, doesn't make me any different from the, a person who does per se. But then who also is to say what a black person sounds like, who decided what they sound like, how they act, what they do no one it was society that has made has deemed it like oh you know and i think people like you know i definitely think people saw me differently because i didn't act like the stereotypical black girl which i think was silly like at the end of the day like i'm gonna go through the negative stereotypes that i was aware of like and i'm not saying these should be true because they weren't always true you know um like a stereotypical black girl had to be loud she was noisy, she made so much noise, she couldn't She couldn't speak quietly, you know, she was always outgoing and out there, but I know black girls who weren't like that. When I was growing up, I was not like that. Now, I am loud, <laughs> but I, you know, but just because I wasn't loud back then doesn't make me any less, like, black maybe I just didn't want to be loud like there was maybe like you know I was anxious most of the time at school you know I always thought people were judging me and and criticizing me I was quiet now I don't really care well I care to what people think to an extent obviously I want people to see me in a positive light someone who's confident outgoing happy however people I know there's people who don't like me and you know what I couldn't care less because there are always going to be people who don't like you or what you do or what you say and at the end of the day as long as I can sit here and say I am proud of who I am and who I am today then I honestly don't care because you can't live your life trying to get people to like you and I think that's when I just eventually stopped trying to impress the black girls in secondary school when I realized that there is nothing I can do that's going to make them like me. And I'm only upsetting myself and stressing myself out more. And I was happy with my friends. Because like I I said, I didn't think about race, I didn't think about colour, I just thought, who made me happy? Who did I enjoy spending my time with? Who made me smile? Who made me laugh? Who always ensured I had a good time? Who checked up on me? And, you know, it happened to be white people. But who cares? That didn't matter at all why should it matter you should spend the time with people you love not spend the time with people just because of their skin color I think that's absolutely silly so silly and you know when I went to university it was actually nice because I had a whole fresh new start nobody knew me as the whitewashed black girl who who didn't have any black friends so when I went to uni I joined the what was it joined it was the American Caribbean um American oh my goodness no African (laughs) well I don't know why it's an American African Caribbean society and I made some amazing friends unfortunately I don't really get to spend time with them a lot because they do I think some of them do dentistry I know one of them do medicine and like I think one of them do psychology they all do things I don't do basically and their um their schedules are very very busy you know they'll I think their schedule is like 9am till 5pm and mine's a completely different. So I don't really see them, but I went out with them and I remember I went out with them um, clubbing. Um, One of the very times I went because I hate it, but I went with them because I wanted to, you know, I want to hang out with them and, you know, and, you know, I was in the mood to go out. And I had one of the best nights. Don't get me wrong, I was absolutely tired. These girls can party; they can dance all night long, and I was like, "I want my bed," (laughs) because I like going to bed. Like, I think the latest I like go to bed is like midnight. But they were the loveliest girls. Like, I was, you know, I was dancing. They were like cheering me on. They were, they were only uplifting me, and it made me feel so special because I just wasn't getting that when I was younger. I wasn't getting that from people of like my culture thing is i think a lot of them were i think a lot of them were of african heritage as well i think there was one girl who was caribbean but i can't quite remember but it didn't even matter like that's how that's how unimportant that was because it wasn't a problem you know it wasn't an issue like not, not important that their heritage wasn't important to me, just in the fact that it didn't affect our friendship and those girls were lovely. And I remember when they were ill and I had told them, you know, they were checking up on me and, you know, and they're just absolutely lovely girls. And I am so happy that I met them and it just sucks that we have such different schedules. But it felt nice to, to kind of feel accepted. But also it, it made me realise that, yes I may not act like the 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 stereotype but that that shouldn't mean people shouldn't be my friend you know and I just think that it made me realize that you can't you can't even not even just being a woman of color like I feel like as any woman you and any guy you can take a lot from this in the sense that you shouldn't try and impress people you can try your best but the minute they decide they don't like you like they do not like you you can try and try and try but trust me the more you try they just it, it is what it is um but yeah like i said most of my friends at uni are white and i don't care i absolutely love every single one of those girls as i loved all the, the black girls that i became friends with from that event like i'm so glad that i had the opportunity to to kind of meet people who were African or Caribbean and and black girls like it gave me the opportunity to actually have friends like them because it's not like I never wanted to be friends with black people before that I just was never really accepted because I didn't I wasn't I didn't act like them I guess and I guess it's all just it all kind of shaped who I am today because I I a lot more confident and i will go up to people and i'll talk to them and i'll get to know them and i love that about myself because i've not limited my confidence to how people have treated me before because my confidence was so bad before and i think when i was little growing up as a black girl was my biggest insecurity because i i just didn't know i guess i didn't know how because in my head i was like i don't know how to act i can only act around like who I am as a person is built off of my environment who I've been around who I've been hanging around so obviously if I've not been around people of my color then I'm not gonna act the way they act because I don't know how they act I don't see how they act I don't talk to them I wouldn't know and you know and you know what I couldn't care less if I was you know whitewashed because do you know what I wouldn't be who I am today if I wasn't so called white, a whitewashed black girl. And I don't think it matters, but I also think that people should also realize how harmful that is. Because I think when I was hurt, when I heard that I was apparently not a real black person because I wasn't, I was Caribbean. That hurt me so much because I was like, I I don't know what to do then. Like, I can't change that. Like, that just makes me not a black person. Then it's like, well, actually, your skin's black, you're Caribbean, you know, you are. But also, I don't know why I would even allow someone to say that. Like, it's just a comment from them. And just because they said it, that shouldn't take anything away from me. Like, why, why would I, why did I allow it to take anything away from me? And I guess obviously being younger, you just, things hurt you a lot more. But I've got more confidence now. I'm, you know, I, my, I've i matured a little bit better. I kind of understood the situation a bit more. And yeah, you know, I guess if you're a woman of color and listening to this and you feel how I feel, it's okay. I know it feels tough and I know that there are moments when it kind of outshines a bit more, but it's fine. As long as you've got amazing, loving, supporting people around you, it's okay. And I would definitely say that uni gave me the opportunity to actually branch out fully and, you know because people didn't know me as the whitewashed black girl, so I had this whole new... I I, I could choose who I was. I could choose how people kind of saw me. Obviously, what they took from that would be their own. But I guess if you're not a woman of colour, listen to this, if you're, a, if you're a guy, or maybe you're a guy and you felt this, um, or if you're not someone of colour, or you're, you are, but, you know, you know, a different culture or heritage I guess if anything to take from this is like I think that when you exclude people on characteristics that they can't change it does affect them and obviously I'm I just stop saying obviously my mum always moans I say it but I it, it made me struggle don't get me wrong and I would have been a lot better without having to deal with that growing up yes, it has made me stronger, but not everybody is always as lucky. Some people, it could be very detrimental. And at the time for me, it was very, very detrimental. I guess I just had a lot of conversations with an amazing mum who definitely helped me realise that I should be proud of who I am. And I should not let anybody diminish that. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Please do not forget to add me on Instagram at life as sash knows it and on twitter at life as sash pod um and also let me know what you think of the episode and you know have you ever experienced you know answer down below have you ever have you ever experienced being kind of excluded